Hey everybody, welcome to Didn't Hate It Movie Podcast, where we review all kinds of things. Uh, it's idiots, that's us. Uh, I'm here with our esteemed guest, uh, Lewis. The producer now. The producer now, wow, yeah, look right. at that. Promotion, everybody. He gets paid nothing. Uh, I'm here with Rob as well. Same pay rate. Well, well thank you, Rob, thank you. Rob Rock. Rob Rock, the a.k.a. Rob Smith. Just a.k.a. the famous Rob Smith. You're stalking me. Yeah, yes, and I'm also here with... Ooh... Uh, first time appearance, uh, Benjamin Ashley or Coster Wild. Either one works. I go by both. That's fair. Wanted cool in how many states? Uh, just one. Just <laughs> Is one. it Nevada? Here. Ah, uh, okay, that's fair. <laughs> that's uh, why we're at the late night rendezvous for this. That's true. Yes, uh, we we are uh, doing this late night because we just saw the Glass Onion in theaters. Yeah, that's right. We paid money to see a Netflix movie outside of Netflix. So suckers do exist. Yeah, and today maybe you'll find out if you you should go spend money on the movie as well. That's fair. Or if you should even just... And you know, depending watch, on when this comes out, you may not be able to spend money on this. That's theaters. fair. That, that's a good point, too, because it's pretty... Uh, you know, we've talked over the last couple of years, what is Netflix going to do to, like, make money? And it's like, this is kind of smart. It's smart, but, like... Uh, just so you know, since I didn't say the title of the, the movie, we are reviewing The Glass Onion. Um, but what I don't get about Netflix's like model right now is that they're putting this out for, like, what, two weeks at a time? And then it goes straight to Netflix. I think it was just one week. One week. Yeah. How much money are you going to make in one week when people know that in another week? Like, by the time this comes out, y'all can probably just watch it from home. I was saying earlier, Stephen, that uh, either you do it in theaters or not. I think right. one of the two. Right, and it would—it's kind of reminds me of the DC model that they started, but when COVID happened, where they would put things out for like two weeks and be like, "Don't worry, it's going to come home like in a month." And it's like, why would you tell people that? Like, at least put it out for a month, and then if it comes home, I think they followed that with Black Adam. They put it out, and then once they realized, okay, maybe it won't have legs, then they put it out at home. I don't think they understand capitalism. Uh, probably not. Apparently not. <laughs> to be fair, I I did I spent two tickets for Black Adam. I saw it twice. Oh wow! <laughs> you right. single handedly so, carrying the whole thing. Well, so let's keep talking about Bla uh, Black Onion. And Bla <laughs> the Black Onion. So yes, we are reviewing the second Knives Out. This is Knives Out. The gl Glass Onion is it Knives Out Two? Is that it's the actually Glass Onion colon a Knives Out mystery. Ah. Uh, a mystery. Which I don't know why they're doing that. They it's to, like a Star Wars story. They you know? call it Benoit Blanc. Again, yeah, the, or TV the Blanc series. Yeah, it really does. Um, so yeah, what's funny is this is a momentous occasion because our first ever podcast, we actually reviewed the first Knives Out and talked about the release date for this one. That was our first ever podcast. Yeah. Fun really? fact, a little didn't hate it history for you. Hmm. That's the one. You can Things watch that, that now. that make you go, hmm. Also, this movie is important. Yes, yeah. apparently. To us and no one else. Yeah, right. so we're going to start with our initial thoughts here. Uh, Non-spoilers, so if you haven't seen it, this is the place we're just going to kind of tell you our initial, you know, how we felt about it. We're going to start with our rating system, which uh, Ben's new, so he hasn't really been with us, so it's a very complicated rating system. Uh, oh, man, this, is, this yeah. took us a lot of thought. It, to right, get I have to a, this can I have a guess? Yeah, okay, go ahead. Does it what do you hate think? it, dislike it? Of some middle ground, mm. like it, love it. Well, we're playing 3D chess here, okay? Let yeah, me tell right. you. Uh, it's actually, it's didn't hate it or did hate it. If you hated it, you say you did hate it. But if you didn't hate it, you say that, but the inflection matters. Okay. Right? So I'll yeah, go. I didn't hate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's Rob's. Is that your reaction to Glass um, Onion? Let me think. Is that. How accurate? would you rate it on that scale? On this one, 
I didn't hate it. Right. I think that's probably me. Yeah, I didn't hate it. It's fine. I also didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. Yeah, see, he gets it. Yeah. Ladies so and gentlemen. that is the most positive reaction yeah. we've had yes. at the table today. Yeah. So Which is I good. I didn't hate it. Which is good. Um, so, yeah, this story follows the... Um, Detective, which I love his accent. I don't care what people say. Uh, Benoit it's from Blanc. nowhere, by the way. <laughs> yeah, the, the accent that is just American. Someone said, do an American accent, and that's, that's it. Uh, he said, oh, you got a glass onion with layers <laughs> upon layers, and it's clearly right in the middle. So, so we'll do our game that we always it's do. Like where foghorn leghorn. Yeah. We'll, yeah, they even say that in the mm-hmm. first one, the foghorn leghorn. Oh, he does. You're right. Oh, gosh. <laughs> the foghorn leghorn draw. That's what he says. That's what Chris Evans says. But anyways, uh, we'll start with uh, getting the plot from Lewis. Uh, so much like in the first one, Mr. Benoit Blanc gets a mysterious message of a mysterious murder happening mm-hmm. and he a mysterious decide- message about a mysterious murder yes both of them equally mysterious that's mysterious and a mystery this time instead of leading him to a house with chris heavens and jamie lee curtis it leads him to an island with ed norton and janella monet and bautista and bautista <laughs> and others yeah and other sort of characters. they're running around staring at each other yes I- so this is um are they all rich most of them are yes. wealthy yeah. He's uber rich, right? Yeah. yeah. This is like the um, the like Mark Zuckerberg rich. Yeah. You know, like they they're so rich they don't even spend money anymore. Right. Yeah. It's like, it's like, like, the, first it's like the Musk rich. You know, it's like the first one with the dad, but now it's every person. Yes, it's like everyone in the movie is that rich, pretty much. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. All right. So the plot. The plot, so the plot is Benoit Blanc trying to solve a murder. Yes, and they're brought there with, as a part of a game. I guess he's, yes. he's very said, Agatha Christie. I'm going to be murdered tonight. Y'all are going to solve my murder. Yeah, all fun and games, and then it changes a lot. And then there's some twists and turns. But first off, I guess we should address uh, the elephant in the room here: the best performance in the whole movie, Angela Lansbury. She's in it for like 20 seconds. Where on the Zoom call, right? I Which, thought she just died. She did. She did, but wasn't she on? Uh, all right, if this makes it to well, air, I'm right. If it uh, Google that real quick so we don't have to edit this out. I saw Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. <laughs> yes. So there's this little part where like uh, Benoit is like playing Among Us with uh, a bunch of like you know celebrities, I guess, <laughs> but like older celebrities. You're spoiling Which, it. That's she the is in the credits. Stuff. She's at the bottom on IMDb in the credits. Wow. But she was on that Zoom call, right? I guess so. I guess yeah. I'm pretty sure. Anyway, so <laughs> spoiled that for you. So there's that. Yeah. So um, if you didn't know she was in the movie, now you know. Yes, now you know. If you uh, didn't know about Among Us. Now you yes, know. Yes, that's also in the movie. Uh, I guess we'll start with uh, characters. Who's everyone's favorite character in this? And and you can't say Angela and Lansbury because I already did it. So. <laughs> well, I don't know who that is. So. Oh. Wow, murder. <laughs> that's why she I said wrote. I'm gonna let y'all take the actors because I'm not remembering the names just yet. Uh, probably just I'm gonna go with Daniel Craig. That's fair. It carries over. It's very consistent. Yeah, such a good character in both movies, and and, and that's why even the accent, which I know is bad, but it just somehow works. No, for me. it did. It did the same thing when I was watching it with y'all. I kept laughing at it the first half, but it yeah. just eventually it kind of works. Yeah, like it sticks. It's like okay. Yeah, that's fair. It's, it's very identifiable. Definitely so it's very easy to like. 
it's definitely like Perot in that way. Like Perot has the mustache and kind of like the soft spokenness, and Talking Benoit has Ross the Perot or Hercule Poirot. One, one of those. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to say either one of those. The accent on there. Uh, what about you, Rob? What's your um, Janelle Monet? <laughs> yeah. Um, this is pre-spoiler, pre-spoiler, so we're gonna be careful to not spoil anything. But she did a fantastic job. She yes. was like, man, and there's a point in here where you go, wow, she's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she does a southern accent that I thought wasn't terrible. Well, I, it, comparably, it was. Well, anytime you're doing an Alabama accent, because she, didn't she say she's yep. from Alabama? It's like you can, you can get away with a lot because Alabama, mm-hmm. if you've been to Alabama, you'll hear everything from our uh Y'all, well, you definitely hear y'all. Well. You know, yeah. that's more like a French Cajun or something. Yeah, that's but, true. But yeah, you can be all over the map. But she, yeah, she was so down convincing. by the riverside. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Liz? Uh, it's hard not to spoil, but I'm gonna have to say probably Edward Norton's character because he stole mine. But uh, <laughs> hard to stole yours. Yeah, I was gonna say Janelle you know, Monet. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's good. That you can both have them. But I, have I, her. The me, <laughs> the me and Bob. Whoa, you and Rob like bullshit. what I like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You must like different things. That's true. But yeah, I thought she was great. Um, For me, I think Benoit Blanc, of course. Um, I really like Batista's character. There's a great scene, it's not a spoiler, where he's in a swimming pool and he has his gun still on him. (laughs) I like that. Something about that. Yeah, that was really good. He's got a holster on his Speedo. (laughs) Yeah. And he also just like fires it in the air just periodically. I don't know anyone in the world that would do that. But sure, I, that's fine. Yeah. Well, I do know one person. I get mid laughs because we know one person yeah, that would yeah, do right. it. But anyways, um, I really like Batista too because I really only know him from uh, is it a uh, uh, Galaxy? Come on, Guardians of the, Guardians of the Galaxy. Galaxy. I know him from that one. So yes, um, anytime I see him, and I haven't seen him in much, where he's like an intelligent character, mm-hmm. and this this is great. This is a mix of. Big, tough, dumb guy, but he's smart, too. Yeah. And if you know right. how to use Batista, he can be great. Is, right. Is he Drax? Yeah, yeah he's Drax. Okay, yeah. Yeah. He was also in a Blade Runner 20... 2049. Yeah, he was good in that. He's pretty good. And that was the same. And he was in Spectre, yeah. the James Bond movie Spectre. He didn't uh, say a word, and he got kicked out of a train, right? He didn't say a single word, which is weird to me. I, I wonder if like they tried to get more out of him than he could give. But like, if you play him right, like as kind of like the wisecracking you know, muscles... I mean, he works pretty good so far. I mean, yeah, yeah. I've yet to get tired of him. Yeah, he's got a shtick that's not the same shtick all the time. Right. Which is pretty cool because sometimes I get tired of someone being the same person in yeah. every movie. Yeah. I hear um, so Catherine Hahn was in this and she's really good. Yes. I love yeah. Catherine Hahn and I said it to y'all outside the movie theater when we left. She just plays the same character in everything. I feel like she's just herself. I feel like she, that's just right. Catherine Hahn, you yeah. know? And that might be a great thing too because, you yeah. know, like Harrison Ford is. For the most part, he's Harrison Ford, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that was good. And Leslie Odom Jr. Yeah. And I liked him in the movie, but the character itself, there just wasn't any depth to just it. Just didn't and quite do anything. Yeah, it's like, I'm not sure that needed oh, to be in here. You know, one of the best characters, just because funny, Birdie, the like yeah. the problematic celebrity. Yeah. <laughs> Although Kate you could argue all of them are problematic celebrities. Yeah, but Kate Hudson nailed that role. Yeah. Yes. I mean there 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 are great lines in this movie and not as many as like in Knives Out, like with the donut. We we quote that a lot. There's a donut inside another donut. It's more like but, I've been quoting it to you in very odd conversations. That's, fair. <laughs> that's the best place to quote that, by the way. <laughs> but there's like some good just some really funny jokes with her character that really that's why her character exists. Yeah. But I'm fine with it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's satisfying. Good. 
So yeah. So um, uh, anything else non-spoilerish uh, you want to say about the plot? Um, so uh, Lewis and I were talking on the way. It'd be nice, I think, if we gave reasons why you ought to go see this or why you should avoid it. Sure. Or, and, and if you like this kind of film, you know, you like you might like this one. I'll say if you liked Knives Out, I wasn't a fan the first time I watched it. Second time, I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. You need to continue. Uh, and I know there will be more. There's, there's yeah. going to be more. Yeah, there's plans for They're more. They're banking on um, uh, Benoit Blanc for sure. Um, so if you liked the first one, you're probably going to like this one. If you like murder uh, mysteries, um, Clue, things like yeah. that you'll probably get a kick out of this there's a lot of humor in it oh, a lot more humor than i thought yeah and a quick shout out to one of the women that's in uh only murders in the building she's the mom of batista and oh, yeah, she yeah, was uh yeah. what's her name's the older lady's friend if remember, you've seen that you'll know it but i was trying to remember what i'd seen her in yes yeah, yeah. yes but anyway so yeah it's very like if you like murder mysteries the yeah. knives out series so far pretty good yeah. murder mystery. it is a lot more like fantastical and like bigger than the first one yes like there's like a mysterious mechanical box that like opens up and it has puzzles in it and that's the first five minutes yeah and there's a giant glass mansion it's very much like knives out meets crazy rich asians but less asians you know yeah (laughs) like and in that way like it i i think ben said it like it was funnier and it was like more of a roller coaster but i don't think it's as tight of a story um it wasn't. I don't think it's as strong as the first one, but I think some of the lows were lower, and it did have highs that were a bit higher. That's fair. Oh, so okay. it was kind of like a mix. Of so you didn't hate it? No. He didn't the hate it. Positive inflection. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah, IMDb listed as a comedy, crime, drama, mystery, thriller. It's all. That's what I said yeah. uh, to Ben. Was on there. yeah. It, what kind of movie is? Yes. Yeah. It yeah, is. It's a movie. It is. Uh, I told Ben afterwards that um, it, this is a comedy. And the yeah. first one, it has comedic elements, but like if that's in a comedy section, it's yeah. not a comedy. This one's a comedy. There's a yeah. lot of laughs. And I will say too, because um, I heard someone in the theater explaining it to their to her husband. <laughs> so did we? You know, yeah, we <laughs> you know, well, because on uh, yeah, uh, and that's but uh, he was like, what? Yeah. Uh, if you if you get lost in movies that are a little bit convoluted, you might struggle a little bit with this one. But I would still say it's probably worth the ride just for yeah. the. I mean, Kate Hudson's in it. I mean, you got Ed Norton. When I saw him, I was like, "What's what's the last thing we've seen?" Ed I I don't know. It's been a while. It's not Fight Club, An American History X. No, I mean, both of those are forever ago. Yeah, yeah. It's got to be something. I mean, something. It's got to be. Oh, we uh, we saw him. Is it Illusionist or Prestige? I get him back. Uh, He was Illusionist. Illusionist. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, he's great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, he played a different character, too, because every once in a while I see him, and I'm like, I'm not crazy about the yeah. characters, but I think he did a really good job in this. So I think it'll be an enjoyable watch for just about anybody. I think too. so, too. Now I think we ought to call spoiler. and like. Well, right before we do, I'll just uh, say one last thing, where I think the first movie is kind of timeless, where like in 20 or 30 years oh, you yeah. can watch the first Knives Out. Yes, there's technology, there's cell phones and email and stuff like that, but it's a lot more like, it really could be happening at any time. There just happens to be technology. This one, I think, is not going to... It's either going to age better because it's more of a time capsule or it's going to age much worse because it's got so many references from, like, now. Yeah, I would say, like, if you're not a big fan of the first act, then the first, like, 30-ish minutes, it yeah. does get a lot better. Yeah. Yeah, like, good point. Within, like, the first, like, five minutes, he's playing Among Us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in the bathroom. Spoiler. There, there, there's a lot of, like, stuff they just shove in there that feels like it's slightly relevant, therefore it's in this movie. But I, I do think that's better when it's weaker in the first half. 
Because at least when you're leaving, it's not like, oh, well, that was a waste of time. Yeah, I will say I don't normally – normally I start out with a rating in my head like after the first act. Like I go, oh, I give this a five or a six. Well, it was at a five. And it normally it's not going to go up. It has a chance to go down. But it's probably not going to go up much. It might be a six. I think this might be a six or a seven at the end of it because it really tied it up. Not neatly, but in a fun way. Funly. Yeah. And on the way out, um, there was a lady there, and I said, did you like it? And she goes, yeah. She said, but we don't know what happened to, uh, what was Ed Norton's character's name? Uh, Miles. Miles. Miles Bone. Braun. Braun. Miles Braun. Yeah. Um, We don't know what happened to his character. And when she said that, I thought, they're going to make a sequel directly off of him, I bet. That could be cool. I was hoping that Marta or someone like that would show up just from the first one. Just right. just as a throwaway. There's yeah. a lot of like throwaway cameos, like we mentioned Angela Lansbury. So Jamie Lee um, Curtis popping up would be hilarious. Ethan Hawke. E- oh, <laughs> Ethan Hawke's in this movie for about 30 seconds. Yeah. In different intervals. It, well, <laughs> well, really, it's just one scene. And, and then he gone. Yeah. And then you're waiting strange. for him to show back up, and he never did. And I was like, I strange. guess I'm going to forget about him. Yeah, and with that, I guess we'll go into spoilers. Yeah. Okay, so from this point on, yes. we're spoiling the crap out of this. Yeah, okay? So if you haven't seen it, go ahead. Yeah. Go go see it now. Come back. Uh, also, now's a great time to tell you about DeSoto Arts Institute. That's what we do here. We teach filmmaking to the youths of America, mostly in the Mid-South. Uh, we do everything from pre-production, production. We do writing. We do post-production, all that kind of stuff. Check us out at DeSotoArtsInstitute.com. And if you want to see our first ever podcast that we did, it is out there on the YouTubes or on Spotify, wherever you get us, wherever you're listening right now. And um, it is called Knives Out something, something. It's called out. It's called like Knives Out Review plus sequel news or something yeah. like that. Cool. Um, so, yeah, check us out. If you haven't heard more of Didn't Hate It, this is your first time. Welcome. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Your, apologize. Just, just in advance. Well, if you're you know. here from Comic-Con. Sorry. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll agree to that. Yeah. yeah so uh, my hair was ruined that day. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. So now we begin the spoiler section of Knives Out. All right. All right. So let's head. Uh, it's a it's a murder mystery thriller. Right? Comedy. Com- Comedy. Yeah. Crime. Drama. Yeah. Horror. Action. Slasher. Suspense. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Adventure. It's uh, PG thirteen. Which um, sure uh, was Knives Out PG thirteen. Yeah. I think so, yeah. yeah. I think they even changed parts because it was PG-13. Okay, so two hours, 20 minutes. A little lengthy. I felt like there was a part in here, I was like, okay, how long is this movie? Yeah. Yeah, because I did have to look at my watch at like, try to find the midpoint. I was like, I'm not really reading this movie. Yeah, I will say the roller coaster was real because like, I didn't know where we were as far as like catalysts and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. And the first one's kind of holds true to that. It does all the beats in the, like the first five minutes, the first one does. And this one, like, kind of waited till the middle to do a lot of the so beats. So when was, when, what would you call the catalyst in this movie? Oh, boy. I think the catalyst is actually. I'd kind of say it's Dave Batista's character dying. Yeah. 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 It's Not weird sure. because there's, like, a catalyst for the story, but a catalyst for the audience, too. Because yeah. our catalyst is when we find out, so this is the spoiler section, mm-hmm. that, um, uh, Jan- Jan- what's her name? I'm going to butcher her name. Janelle Monet. Janelle Monet. Her character is actually the twin sister of who yeah. we think she is. Yeah. So that for the audience, that's the turning point of, and that's when I started to care, by the way, the first half of this movie, it was like sitting at a five because there's a lot of stuff that just don't, I don't know why I was in this movie. <laughs> and, and for me too, I was like, I don't know if I was, I don't think I was zoning out. It's just like, I'm kind of like, okay, just enjoy the movie for right. what it, whatever it is becoming. And then when they go back and we meet the twin sister, 
I was like, okay, well, this is a neat little thing that's happening, but they spent like, I don't know, it could have been three minutes, but it felt like 15, 20 minutes did, yeah. recapping stuff. And I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. But this I kind of like that. Like on the nose, expositional. Yeah, I but get then that. then it picked back up. Yeah, I get that. But I liked it because it took the things I like stuff is just happening in the first half of this movie. And it gets like a good 45 minutes in before there's even a murder in this murder mystery. It might be even longer. It might be an hour in. And I just like once they start unfolding, okay, it's the twin sister and she's trying to uncover her sister's murder and that kind of thing. Then I started to care about the events that happened before. Right. So when they re-showed it, it was like, okay, I care a little Partly more. Partly because Janelle uh, playing yeah. Helen, who is pretending to be her sister who was murdered, um, she was so good that you right. couldn't help but care for her. And it kind of, it's a little bit like Marta's character in Knives Out. It's yes. like sitting down and talking plainly and bluntly with Benoit Blanc. It's like, uh, uh, you just like could feel that she's a real person and stuff. Yeah. And then you realize, then I was thinking, oh my gosh, she's a really good actress. Yeah. Because she played two characters in this movie really well. Yeah, I thought pretty much everyone in this was great. Um, even Ethan Hawke. I mean, I, I don't know why I say but. <laughs> But yeah, that, and that kind of brings me to the point of the things that don't work for me in this movie. Uh, uh, there's a lot of um, things that just don't go anywhere. That's fair. Uh, especially with the first half uh, that we're talking about that's very weak. Uh, it's definitely a lot of sometimes something gets brought up or done that just has no relevance, no purpose, which is what you were talking about with like being timeless. Yes. Uh, so the movie takes place in 2020. Right. And there's a lot of emphasis Great on year. <laughs> the, like trending or stuff about 2020 right. that really doesn't have any relevance and it's kind of stuffed in there. Yeah, yeah the whole pandemic thing and the mask and the, yeah. was that a vaccine or something? So yeah, they're shooting like shooting the vaccine down their throats so that they can like go on the boat and they're like, oh, you're good. And I, I just, the whole COVID thing was like, why? Because it played into, like you said, it go, it's a dead end. So was it supposed to be a red herring? Obviously not, because they didn't even like well, red when, herring it. They just when Ethan Hawke is the one administering the vaccine, to me, yeah. it's like, oh, okay, this is going to play into the story. And then at one point I thought, is Ethan Hawke going to show up at the end and he's actually the guy who, uh, I, I don't the, know. The millionaire. I, I don't want to get into what I thought might have been going on, right. but it's like maybe he's the guy that owns the island. Right, and Miles like is that. just like the puppet or something. Yeah. Ed Norton's the, is just the wristbands, the, too. Yeah, the that wristbands one. I thought were going to play into. And then yeah, when they get they there, they assign them by chakras or whatever. And I'm like, okay, so that's going to play. And no. It, and it's all. It, it does not. And all those things, they play into like his, uh, the uh, is Edward Norton, Miles? Yeah, yeah Ed Norton. Uh, his character, uh, his like. His actual, oh, I'm going to do, like, an actual party role of, like, a fake murder. Yeah. But, like, you know, that's midway through the movie, and that has no relevance to what actually happens. Exactly. Him hosting the fake party, especially because he thinks uh, the uh, the woman. Andy. Andy. Yeah, she's dead. One of her characters. He thinks she's dead. So it kind of just, like. Why? Well, see, when you say that, it makes me think, why did he have this party at all? Because he's an actual murderer. Like, all right, I'm going to throw out a little bit of a plot hole, and you don't realize it till at the end of the movie. And it's brought up in um, Benoit Blanc brings it up. Well, the real killer is going to know that you were uh, you were dead. So if you show up, and it's like, how did Miles Braun deal with? Andy showing up after he's the one, big spoiler, he's the one that killed her. Right. Yeah. Why like, didn't she get a box? 
well, that's the thing I didn't understand was why would she? Why would he send her twin sister a box and then when she showed up, be like, "Oh no, you sent a box," or did he like send the box and then kill her? Well, I think I think he sent it to Andy. That's what we were supposed to pick up on, and she yeah. got it instead. So maybe he didn't know there was a twin sister. You know, sure. Oh, wait, she said she found it at her house. Yeah, yeah. I think wait. that was in there somewhere. He sent it to Andy, but does she find the letter? Uh, the letter. A before or after? I don't think they say that. I don't know. All I know is, like, uh, Jordan was watching this with us, and he they're all solving the puzzles to open the box, and he was like, I'd go in there and grab an axe, and just, yeah, and then right. right after that, her character comes in with a hammer, just. Well, look, I've seen enough movies, when they're doing that in different locations and talking on the phone, I thought that that was going to, like, set off a timer. Yeah, yeah. Like, now they have, you know, two days, 48 hours or something to, solve a mystery or something like that so the whole big box and stuff it's like that really had no play into anything yeah there other than the little throwaway about well he uh miles is actually pretty dumb he didn't design the box he right. didn't do this he didn't build this now place, yada, yada, that's yada, an aspect but. i enjoyed a lot was that the mastermind is really just an idiot yeah uh, but he somehow has gotten this far and he's like the billionaire idiot and i, I really enjoyed that because it's just not what you see often yeah yeah, and I did notice him saying uh, "predefinite" or something, yeah, and yeah. Uh, all these "breathiate," let's "embreathiate in" and stuff. And I'm like, "Yeah, did I, did I, am, I, am I mishearing the words?" <laughs> See, I thought because there's so much going on that like is a dead end. I thought maybe that was a dead end too, but no, that's a clue. <laughs> yeah, the thing about that is I didn't realize that at all because I think I do that a lot. Oh, that's fair. One hundred percent. I'm using big words. No, correctly. I'm not pointing fingers or calling. One hundred percent. If use, it's almost a word, I know it. You know, I use big words correctly a lot. Yeah, but then sometimes I mix them up with someone else and don't. That's fair. So I've probably done the same. Yeah. I don't know how you feel about this, but that scene where he lies to them and said, uh, "Oh, he picked up the cup and he didn't pick up the cup," and they when they do it in flashback, they show him picking it up instead of what we originally saw. Yeah, I really like that. I did not like it because they show um, Miles, the Ed Norton character pouring a drink and then handing it to Bautista and Bautista drinks it and he gets sick and dies. But then, um, miles Ed Norton's character says, no, I set the drink down and he picked up the wrong drink. He picked up my drink. Somebody's trying to kill me. Right. And then it's like, I'm like, wait a minute. I'm one of those guys that when I'm watching something, a detail like that, it's like they pointed the camera over there for a drink to hand off. It's like, right. this is important. And I know what I saw. And then they told me I didn't see it. And then they showed me what didn't happen. It's like, y'all are doing like director tricks. Well, see, in the first one, yeah, (laughs) the first one, what I liked is like when uh, Harlan tells her to drive and park like after the elephant statue, it plays two different ways. So like we never hear how it was originally played. She's trying to remember it. And he says it like both ways a couple times and she's like ah crap which yeah. one is it different like, perspective yeah like, they didn't really do the same but i think that's yeah. what they're going and it kind of shows like the power suggestion like if someone yes. tells you what happens yeah kind of you're like yeah. edit your own memory and that's yeah. what i thought they were doing with the because they do the same thing in the first one not just with that with the party yeah uh every t- at the very beginning when they're interviewing each family member in the first knives out about the party uh, they change details every time very little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Different people are behind, like Harlan, like right at his birthday cake. Which I like that too, because that's like the perspective thing. I just feel like you know this one was a lot more sloppy when it comes to that. Yeah. Um, but in the reveal, and it shows like uh, Janelle's character 
we're on a first name basis, uh, like doing what they're doing, like their espionage in it and trying to find the letter that could prove that uh, Andy was the one that came up with the business model or whatever. Uh, I think that was a lot tighter than like the first or even the, like once you get to where you're going, it doesn't like Ed Norton. Why even bring people there? You know what I mean? Like why even do this? He's and, an idiot. I get he's an. I do like that. I do like that he's yeah. an idiot, and that's really so. That is the explanation, I'll which is no, kind of no lazy. Bullying. What? No bullying. Oh, I, that's one of our rules here. <laughs> no bullying. So, so, so uh, there's still the plot hole of he killed her, and she shows up on the island. Right. Why did we never see him? Like at least look at her and go. Why? Well, why I guess he did. He d- when she shows up, he does like have a react. He's like. He does do that, but yeah, he is oh, doing he did, that. Yeah. Andy, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. okay. He, does, like, he, he is making. Like he is like. He does have like this look of disbelief. Yeah, like he's like when he sees her. Um, but, but the thing about that if you is he has a wristwatch her. for her too. Oh, he had a wristwatch for yeah. her also. But like, so part of me was like, okay, so he's trying to set it up to where like he invited her as like an alibi is what I thought. But like, and maybe that's the explanation. And had but they the never bracelet it. as an alibi, right? So yeah, like, just when she show. comes up dead, and they you know say, "Oh my gosh, she's dead," and, and Norton could be like, "Well, we've all been here. All my closest friends are here. Yeah. Look, they all have braces. I printed one out for her. Mm-hmm. You know that." But I, they never explain that. So I guess he planned the party before he killed her, and did everything before, because the I box was already at her house. But I don't. That know. That would be a good uh, off uh, mic discussion just to try right. to figure out what they were thinking and what they were trying to accomplish. See, because I, I was don't thinking, think it all made it to my ears. Yeah. Well, I don't know mind, if that's so. the explanation because I was yeah. thinking like he sent the box as an alibi. I think like you got an invitation, a, but she didn't show up because she was just. Yeah. They should have put like a time date. Yeah, it would all make sense if all that stuff at the start with sending the boxes to invite them mm-hmm. happens like a week a before month or something, or something yeah. before. Yeah, and yeah. then right in between is when she finds the letter and then he panics and all that. That's a good yeah. point because we have no indication whether they all hopped on a plane that night or right. the next weekend or two weeks from now. We have no idea, but that would have been helpful to go, oh, yeah, there's time. There's yeah, you know, That's plausible. That would work. Yeah, then, of course, you got when they meet up, they're, half of them are wearing masks, half of them aren't. And then they don't wear a mask for the rest of the thing because they shoot vaccines down their throat. Just want to say that one more time. That made no sense to me why I said it in 2020 you know, I thought that was going to be like every, now everyone has like a thing Tracker. in them yeah. or like a poison and they got to sure. find a, Anything. a vial. Yeah, I, right. that's what I kept waiting for it to come back into play. Like, you know, Benoit Blanc solves the fake murder like right, right off the bat, which I thought was just Great. gorgeous. I yeah. thought he was going to be totally wrong, but yeah. that would, wouldn't fit. But uh, when they were trying to figure out how Bautista died, um, it would have been real. I was expecting for him to say, it doesn't matter what happened to him because we all took the poison. Yeah. It's just a matter of time. We all going to die. Mm-hmm. You know, get the authorities here now you well, know, or something like that. And it, yeah. it's like, you missed an opportunity. And in the beginning, uh, Blanc kind of looked like an idiot to me because he's just like, they're playing him as like the bumbling buffoon. But I guess the explanation of that is that they're doing a double cross and Janelle Monáe's mm-hmm. sister's but, well, well, Janelle is there as her sister. That's a good point because when he shows up at the pool in these like yes. boy in striped pajamas kind of <laughs> thing, it's like, what is that? But yeah, that does make sense yeah, if they're yes. trying to pull one over yeah. on them, which I, we didn't know. At the I keep time. looking at the camera. Yeah. <laughs> I do think it's kind of like part of his character that he plays dumb to sort of throw yes. him off guard. Because like in the now first I one, understand that. Yeah, in the first one, he was like he pretended like he didn't know Marta was the killer, even right. though he did the whole time. Right. 
Which, which I got that, but like for me, like yes, he's a brilliant detective. But like at the end, when there's a gun loose in the house and someone has already shot Janelle Monae's sister trying to kill kill her, he's just like, well, that's all I can do. And it's like, I get it. You're just a, a PI and whatnot. Right. There's still a guy in like you're still a man. What? You're still yeah, a person. Yeah, exactly. You can stop I'm a murders and I have and he still has government affiliation. Yeah. Yeah, oh, so. Well, even if you don't, if you're just a man with no like power yeah. or anything, gun, weapon, doesn't matter. You are still a person that can yeah. intervene. Yeah, also, we have an obligation to help He's a know, witness yeah. of a crime yeah. of a, a fraud. Right? Of a murder. Well well, that's true. Yeah, yeah I the, forgot about the, the teeth just dropped dead right in front of them. Because their whole point was like, Oh, you didn't see a napkin get burned, but he did. Yeah. Right, right. And also, did he teleport in that scene? Because I feel like Janelle Monet was talking to him like from that distance, and he all of a sudden is like, "You don't have it anymore." Yes, yeah. yeah. Like you just see flames, and then his hands like right there, <laughs> yeah. and I'm like you know, like, you across the room. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's one of my pet peeves. So don't ever let us make this a mistake when we make some movies or shorts or whatever. Everybody in real life knows you don't pull a gun on somebody right here because why because you can reach out and take that gun if you're if you're skilled boom like that you got to keep some distance it's an example if i'm holding up if i'm holding up a napkin (laughs) with a business plan on it worth 50 billion dollars i'm imagining or 100 billion or whatever well, you don't hold it right here. And I think we all said it. So we I've established this twenty right here. <laughs> and I, so, so you have enough time to yank it out the way. Like well, that. that's the thing. Like, do that again. Boom. Done. <laughs> <laughs> like, Movie over. One second. And I think we all said like it's, we established this twenty twenty. They all have yeah. cell phones. No one took a picture of it. Blanc. Okay, he left mm. it in the room. Right. Janelle Monae. No one took took a picture. She, Maybe that's not good enough in the court of law, but it's something. Like she a took lot a of picture it, of the envelope and not the napkin. <laughs> Right, that, well, you're not backing stuff up to Calm the down, cloud. I'm sorry, I'm getting my blood, my all the sugars. If are it's not in the iCloud. <laughs> I was also gonna ask. I've, I've been I kick my feet. That doesn't. I've been kicking the table. No, no I, okay. it, audience, you comment if you've heard it. Uh, Ben's feet here for a minute. All right, so tell me this: when Helen Janelle started knocking glass statues over, what was the point? I thought she to was rile gonna, people up. I, I guess I thought it was because she had the and then throw that in the room and then they can't or yeah, set exactly. it on fire you and can't, they can't find, find it. it. Yeah, but that's not what happened. Yeah, so it, none of that makes any sense anymore. I mean, because it was a cool scene. Well, if she was going to do it to destroy something, first off, they're glass statues. I mean, what did he spend? Let's say he spent three thousand dollars a piece. If you're a, and he owns an island and all that stuff. He's worth fifty, hundred he billion owns dollars, right? The Mona Lisa. Yeah, he's got the owned. Mona Lisa in his possession. <laughs> yeah, it's like I'll uh, say that was conflicting too when she was like racing to burn the Mona Lisa. I was rooting for 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 her, yeah. But also, there's a part of me just as yeah. a as a human being that's like a priceless piece of art lost um, to the ages. That is like how old is that thing? Like. Six hundred years yeah. old. Yeah. Years he old, only like killed that. two people for the Mona Lisa. Well, that, that's <laughs> that what I'm saying. Is like I get. Yes, he he'll be brought down, and the corrupt people behind him be brought down too. But the Mona, like you could have done that without the Mona Lisa. <laughs> well, that's all I'm saying. I think the reason for all of that, that whole ending, I think it's supposed to be like every single person in the room, all the other characters are powerless and under right. him because they're He's attached the to him. So I think it, a lot about like the glass breaking is supposed to be like. She's in the same position as they are. She has no power. She she can't do anything. Like there's nothing she can do for her sister or anything like that. But she's it's a just. Metaphor. I, yeah, yeah, I guess that's. I, a, guess I think is. that's the best because she's like it, she's in the complete his grasp. 
mm-hmm. she's throwing stuff at him anyway. So everyone else is like, oh, yeah. we could do so that. So she's too. doing the only, she's destroying the only thing she can destroy yeah. at the mm-hmm. moment. Yeah. Kind of like what they said. Like you kind of, when you want to change something, you start with something little. You and start it, breaking little things. Yeah, she's breaking the little glass, and it sort of led up to the fire, and then the Mona Lisa. Burned. Oh, that is it. I, I guess yeah. that's the disruptors. Yeah. yeah, this might be a movie that you might have to watch a couple yeah, times because she crossed the, the lines. Yeah, she, she destroyed the, the price, so it's okay. Yeah, yeah. so it's fine. <laughs> it's okay. It's just as as a person, like yeah. you don't even have to be an artist. Just as a so person, that like, is exactly that's good insight, Lewis. I knew you're yeah. the producer for a reason. There you go. That's a really good insight because that's exactly what she was doing. Because they said start in small things and work your way up and then surprise people and mm-hmm. and then the whole thing blows up and yeah. the whole thing blew up mm-hmm. all right so let me let, if i can all right i'm gonna say it wasn't the beginning of the movie but it's when the group first met and he said he wants his name to one day be mentioned right in the same sentence with mona lisa so when at the end of it when she said you got what you've got you will be known. Yeah. Your name will be spoken in the same sentence with Mona Lisa. I told him, I said, that's a long ways to go for a joke. <laughs> it, it is, but I appreciate. Yeah, I feel like that kind of works. I appreciate the effort for, cause it's kind of like LeBlanc when he's doing his social spiel at the end. He's like, Oh, it's so stupid. But I kind of appreciate the hanging of the lantern. I know it doesn't excuse bad writing cause it's not the best writing, but for them to acknowledge, Hey, this whole thing's just kind of stupid, but it's happening. It was, yeah. it was enjoyable for me. And it is still kind of like the first one, like the line about like the very, very end. In the first movie, we talked about a fake knife. Yeah. It's kind of like the same thing. They make one line, and then actually uh, that's a punchline. And it's at a the theme, the too. It's like that's mm-hmm. Edward Norton's character's theme, just like the prop knife was Chris Evans' character's theme. Yeah. yeah. Now, I will say there were little things that annoyed the crap out of me. The Mona Lisa is behind glass. You've seen it, right? Or you, you shouldn't be watching this. Mm-hmm. The M- Mona Lisa is behind glass in a security system for insurance purposes or whatever because it's on loan to him or something, something. or something, yeah, yeah, from the Louvre. And he even said the Louvre. And I was yeah. like, what? You don't pronounce it Louvre? And I'm like, now it makes sense because yeah. he's dumb. Um, <laughs> but the whole, you know, yeah. What do you say? Even uh, something will make it activate or something. So in yeah, the yeah. worst parts of the movie, you hear that thing going, shoom, shoom. Okay, I kind shoom. of appreciated that. And then it that. didn't do it sometimes. It was like, right. wait a minute. If you're going to have something happening, yeah. it's got to be consistent. I wish yeah. it would have happened the whole movie because it was causing tension. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was like, giving me anxiety. It was <laughs> on the lead up to, like, Dave Bautista's character dying, and it kept cutting back to go, shoom. Yeah, and every time the phone goes off, it's, and it's like, I, and it keeps going to her eyes, and then... What the last shot of the Mona Lisa's the eyes, eyes burning. burning. Huh? It, I, I thought it's sloppily done, but that, yeah, yeah, that hurt. You but know? I preach. Yeah. I appreciated the effort that was put into like trying to layer that like a glass onion. So yeah. no one's mentioned Hugh Grant's performance. Another oh, cameo yeah. that he wasn't on screen five seconds. He wasn't. Yeah, I, he I, answered I, the door. I guess yeah. this must be a case of a. Uh, I have a friend in Hollywood. Hey, you just want want to do that? You want to shoot vaccines down people's throat? They answer the door. <laughs> was yeah. Grant the guy with uh, Ben Blanc's? Yes. Yeah, he was at his apartment. Yeah, he's the one that opened yeah. the door. Yeah, so I'm, that's what I'm wondering. It's like, did Hugh Grant and Ethan Hawke get paid? You know, four hundred thousand dollars to show up and shoot for a few Probably. hours. 
I'd do it. That's the life. Yeah, right. Four hundred thousand dollars to answer the door. I'd take that. <laughs> I'd shoot people with vaccines down the throat for a couple. Hey, a couple hundred an hour. That's all I need. <laughs> well, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, the Zoom, the Zoom thing and stuff yeah. like that. I would. I get that if it's. Angela Lansbury and Stephen Sondheim, I get that right. because of who they are. But Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? I guess he was just a friend. I don't know. Oh, also, I got to say the best line in this movie, and I can't say the full thing, but I will say I'm going to kick Jared Leto's kombucha brewing butt. <laughs> Great line. Yeah. I love that line. Why is Jared Leto mentioned in this movie at all? <laughs> and then, you don't know this yet, did you catch who the uh, voice of the hourly dong uh, uh, is in the movie? Mm-mm. You know, because he actually says, dong. It's Joseph Gordon-Levitt. It's like, oh, really? why? You could have had a crew I member mean, or somebody. Hey, I would, I would get oh, paid to do yeah. that. He's oh. rich. Yeah. Serena Williams. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh. When I was seeing that, I was like, man, is that supposed to be a poster? And then she moved, and I'm like, what? Okay, that was a funny joke, but I wish like she would have like been like, "Hey, here's what I think," and like give some really good yeah, insight. Yeah. And like, been while ago, oh. she was like a, a clue or something. Like, well, I saw him murder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I you just know they wanted, just ran through here with a gun in their hand, right? <laughs> like, I know that it was just a throwaway joke, but it landed pretty good, and they could have got away with more on that one. Not everything they did, but that yeah. one. But, but see, there is a uh, there is a sense of uh, I don't I don't even know I can't put my finger on it. It's like a is it ostentatious or pompous or something like a little, that? It's like a little why are they bring in Ethan Hawke and Hugh Grant and yeah. Serena Williams and the, uh, Kareem Abdul Jabbar? And it's maybe like, they're nothing. Maybe they're trying to throw red herrings everywhere, but like too many. Yeah, because like, that's what they did in the first Knives Out. They give everyone a motive. And then they tell you exactly what happened. And, and I think that's what Ben touched on when we were sitting in the movie theater. I'm a little disappointed because it took so long to get going. Well, in the first Knives Out, it gets going right, you know, 15 minutes, you know who did it. So it's not so much a who done it as it is a how they done it and how they get away with it. Uh, well, this one's much more of a who done it and what's going on. <laughs> right, really. right, right. <laughs> but anyway, so any final thoughts on uh, the Glass Onion, Knives Out Mystery? You have an onion, and you peel back the layers, and the center of it, it's clearly right before us. It's right in front of us. Look, let's rate the accent. I give it 10 out of 10. I think it's great. I think it's a real... uh, I think it's horribly inconsistent. Um, Every once in a while, it's like, did he forget he's supposed to be from Louisiana or something? Sometimes he did. It's like a a cartoon character voice. It really is. Definitely. uh, Foghorn Leghorn. What what Foghorn Leghorn say? Boy, I do declare, boy. I do declare. I say, I say, I say, say, boy. Yeah, 10 out of 10 for me. All right, so seriously, the movie, um, I would go watch it, and Mm -hmm. I'll probably watch it again when I can watch it on Netflix or something for free. Um, Definitely. I think it was crazy convoluted yes. and a lot of mister, misguided things in it. Mm-hmm. A couple of characters, I don't even know why they're in there. The guy that kept walking through, Daryl. Daryl. Th- like, that's yeah. another long way to go for a joke oh, that yeah. it hit right, but it was a long... That wasn't quite the same like Mona Lisa line. That was Because that's mm-hmm. a theme that's yeah. with the character, so it kind of worked for me. Yeah. Daryl's just a stupid throwaway joke. I was telling Ben it kind of felt like a family guy cutaway gag. <laughs> yes, yeah. It, you said yeah, that to yeah, me? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't hear you say that. Yeah, because like, like, there's one point where like she comes across him, he's just like... In his room, like, hey, you want to hang out? This is like that time Daryl walked <laughs> yeah. through. Yeah. yeah, and then at the end, they cut to Benoit. He's sitting there smoking with uh, yeah, Daryl. And it's like, that's funny, but that's that's where we could go this whole time. This is All right, joke. so I'm not a, a super fan, and I'll, I'll watch it again. 
Um, and yeah. I hope I like it more, but it, it's entertaining. It's yeah. entertaining. I wish they would have uh, pushed the comedy maybe just a hair more so that at least we could call it a comedy sure. filled with mystery or something like that. Sure, because as a mystery, I don't know if it fully works. The mm. first one, I think, is cl- going to be a classic mystery, mur- like murder mystery. This one, not so much a classic. It, it kind of reminds me of the Adam Sandler murder mystery movie yeah. where yeah. it's like, it works. It's functional yeah. as a murder Adam mystery. Sandler murder mystery movie. Yeah, it's literally called Murder, murder Mystery. mystery. <laughs> oh, it's another, it's another Netflix and, uh, movie. It's Aniston. a Netflix movie, but it yeah, Aniston and uh, yeah, Adam Jennifer Sandler. Aniston because they're like best friends in real life. They're great yeah. friends. Yeah, and that's another one that the it was so convoluted and somehow it managed to be fun despite itself. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. that, I feel like that's well. What this is I mean, too. it's hard. I'm not a fan of ensemble cast because you get too many people and they're fighting for lines and right. screen time and outdoing each other and stuff like that. This did some things really well because kind of they store kind of sort of stayed in their own lane, if you yes. will. They, they really gave fight. them character caricatures of yeah. the characters and they just kind of did them. Yeah. And yeah. they kind of did that in the first one, but they branched out a little bit. Like they weren't so much caricatures. They were mm-hmm. characters. This is a little more like, but I will say that each actor is worth going to see because it's a bunch of great actors yes. and none of them were just like idiotic, like horrible acting or direction yeah. or something like that. So yeah, it's kind of for me. So yeah, me too. I thought it was great. Well, I thought I thought it was great at the end. Like it's a great yeah. ride, but as far as a movie, eh, it's fine. Yeah, entertainment. But yeah, so I think fun. I think that's the best you can aim for. Is if even if your movie's not great, if it's fun. See, I think that's what a lot of like movie producers, Netflix, take a note. If it's not great, that's okay. It's yeah. just got to be a fun ride. Yeah. That's all. Yeah, a worse movie is boring. Yeah. Yes, I'd rather be entertained by a bad movie. Then bored yeah. by a good one. <laughs> oh, um, what was it? Um, I forget what it was. My wife and I watched a movie recently, and it was so bad that we enjoyed the crap out of it. It's just horrible. Everything about it was just horrible. We just laughed our butts off. Cat in the Hat. Uh, no, example. no. <laughs> I, I, I adore Cat in the like, Hat, yeah, but we'll talk like about all those movies made by that one guy all by himself my on Neil, YouTube that we were Oh, Neil Breen. <laughs> Neil Breen. <laughs> oh. All right, well, that, um, that'll do it for us. On that note, um, a special thank you to our sponsor, Rockwell Visual, uh, doing all your visual needs in the Mid-South, from graphic design to video production. Uh, anything you need done, give us a call. Go to rockwellvisual.com. Nice. And uh, the, thank you so much for being a sponsor, Rockwell Visual. And, uh, yeah, sorry if we said anything uh, that, <laughs> that's going <laughs> to... Controversial or Yeah, going to get us in trouble with you in the future. So. I think saying is, okay, um, movie fits. So do we have a comment to read uh, now? We do from at WW1979 on our uh, State of the DCEU podcast. Love it. He said, the Hawkman in this thumbnail does not exist in a DCEU universe. So if you haven't seen that podcast, go watch it, and then you'll know the thumbnail he's talking about. Yeah. That was a cool picture that I pulled off the internet. Yes. So, fun fact. But we won't let that happen again. Yeah. No uh, more cool pictures. No more Factual cool to the DCEU, 100% of the time. Yes. We're sorry, sir. There's, there's going to be a, a thumbnail of Daniel Craig like in a Hawkman <laughs> costume. <laughs> so send your comments to us telling us what we messed up this episode. Yes. Yeah. And I dare you to come sit in yes. one of these and chairs. Make sure you, you <laughs> give us a heart on Apple. I don't really know how some of these podcasts work. I don't use Apple, but whatever you do on there, do that. Spotify, do that. The other ones, do, do that. It. Whatever you do, yeah. do it. Hey, that subscribe button that's 
Yoink on that. Where it's hit that button right there. There you go. I'm going to put that sound. Slam your nose into the subscribe button. They're doing like the promo. Ring that bell and make the subscribe button. Yes, do that. Everything Ben just said. At least we did it at the end so people can just cut us off like a minute ago. Hey, I want to thank Ben for being here. Thanks for being here. Great job. Good job hosting, Josiah. Have you hosted before? I think this is my first time hosting. Wow. So, again, I apologize. But if you, whatever you want to see us talk about please let us know uh we're talking about stuff all the time and uh yeah, we we're talk here. we do we're talkers yeah. we talk hopefully some of you listen maybe it's just background noise to keep a baby entertained hey I, it doesn't matter <laughs> we're entertaining babies, we're entertaining babies. <laughs> i mean it's better than a lot of other uh children's entertainment that's true right i thought you were gonna say dceu movies which is <laughs> accurate <laughs> yeah. all right I've guys only watched one. that's fair. <laughs>